It was 1968. Well, let's make that July 1968. And I had just graduated from the University of Nebraska in marketing and advertising. I graduated summa cum dumb, by the way. No, I didn't like school. I didn't like high school. I didn't like college. But you had to do what you had to do. And there I was with a degree, and it was time to get a job. First of all, what was I interested in? Well, forever, I had always been interested in the airlines, and I thought I could be a pretty good advertising guy at an airline. So that's basically what my cover letter said. Along with the resume, it went out to a bunch of airlines like Eastern, remember them, or Allegheny, or Piedmont, or Northwest Orient. Gong! They flew the Pacific Rim uh, to Japan and China and all over the place. I thought that'd be cool. My favorite was Pan Am. I loved the white ats and the uh, double-breasted blazers. And they always got the first plane, the first new plane the Boeing ever made. And, uh, you know, they measure airplane speeds in knots, and that comes from Pan Am because Pan Am originally had flying boats and boats went across the sea in terms of knots. So that's where that weaseled its way into the airline industry. Then there was Musair. That was uh, a little blip down in Texas for people who wanted to be on an airplane with no smokers. Uh, used to amuse me because in my flying days, we might have to hold short and watch a Musair take the runway and the pilots would be smoking. That was funny. Then Texas International, oh, they were a little regional carrier. Um, and the more frustrated I got, the more red my face got. And that might match uh, one of Braniff's pastels. Braniff Airlines had a whole bunch of pastel airplanes, so I applied there. Ozark was flying around our part of the world. PSA was a California airline, and uh, we had Air California out there as well. Uh, National, big one flying the East Coast up and down uh, to Florida and back, and of course Air Florida, and TWA. Well, all of those went out, and they all come back with the same answer. No thanks, we don't need you. Uh, that really frustrated me. I had a one-inch binder sitting on my uh, nightstand that was full of no's. And finally, I got really frustrated about it. I said, what can I do that can get me a job? I looked around my room. Yes, I was home by then. I was uh, mowing greens at the golf course, and my dad was kind of supervising all of that. And in my corner was my trusty Remington shotgun. So I did a little research. I'd bought a Remington 870 a few years earlier. It was brand new, and I paid like $90 for it. It wasn't a real fancy shotgun, but it was plenty reliable. And I was probably shot a couple hundred rounds for it and uh, had a couple of pheasants and a goose to show for it. So anyway, that I enjoyed... Hunting. I enjoyed the outdoors. I wasn't so crazy about fishing, but the hunting part was cool. So we're going to do something different this time. No letter, no resume. My mom collected every shirt box that had ever been under her Christmas tree. 
So I went up to her shirt box collection, and I got one. Then I had to go downtown. I had to buy some balsa wood. I had to buy some uh, illustration board that you could paint on. I had to get some paints over at the drugstore and some brushes and came back. And I sat down and I illustrated a hunter in a blind shooting at three ducks that were coming in. And I handled, lettered on that little billboard, shoot the best. Remington. I built a frame around that little guy, and I also built a couple of uh, posts, and those posts were glued to two mouse traps that were in the shirt box. So I loaded the mouse trap, and I pushed the uh, billboard down into the box. By the way, the billboard had my resume attached to the back of it. And I closed the box and taped it shut. Then I called Remington. And I got the receptionist and I said, who's the director of advertising at Remington Arms Company? She said, that would be Jack Mitchell. I said, where would Mr. Mitchell be? And she gave me the address and uh, I put that on the box, okay? And down to the post office, gave it to Fritz Stevens, figured out how much it was going to cost, and off it went. Well, I mowed greens for another week, didn't hear anything. Then Dad came up. I was mowing number six green, which was right next to a street. And he said, you have a call from Tony Konzerski at Remington Arms Company. I said, no kidding. So I jumped away from the mower, hopped in the truck, went down to the garage, went into Dad's office, and made the call. And he said, we would like you to come in for an interview. We're going to send you a ticket to fly into Bridgeport. Well, you're going to fly into New York City, but you're going to take Connecticut limousine to Bridgeport uh, to the Holiday Inn. That's their drop-off point anyway. And there's a room waiting for you, and I'll pick you up the next day. So I did all of the above, flew United DC-8 into New York, landed at Kennedy, and came into Bridgeport, got into my room, spent the night, Tony showed up the next day. So he was a cigar-smoking, kind of a short guy, but he, I really liked him. He had a great personality. We got in, I went through uh, some paperwork stuff, and then he took me down to Mr. Mitchell's office. And I walked in there. He told me to sit down, which I did. They always told me in interview school that don't sit until they tell you. So I didn't sit until Mr. Mitchell told me to sit. I couldn't help but notice on the credenza behind him was my package. And the billboard was sticking up in the air. He looked at me and he said, Son, that's the most creative thing I think I've ever seen. When I opened that box and that thing flipped up, your res resume went shooting right by my right ear. And I thought, if I survived a heart attack, I'm going to hire this kid. And that's exactly what he did. So after all of that, here I was about 800 miles away from... <laughs> Remington Arms Company, and they wanted to know, how soon could I be there? Well, it didn't take long.
That's uh, one of the first chapters in my newest book that I hope to finish this winter. It's called The Business Baron of Bridgeport. I think you'll enjoy it. So thanks. You have a great day. Bye.